Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. There was probably no more powerful image for our country this last week than this one that uh, will show up here on the screen now. A police officer who killed her neighbor was convicted of murder this week, and it was a case set in the context of escalated tension between police forces and black communities across our country. It was a case in which there was evidence of bias towards violence and against the African-American community and the history of the convicted officer, and the verdict also came in the context of a week where overall political divisions in our country were continuing to ramp up with no overall uh, sign of expedient relief from that coming. And in this hyper-polarized environment, a brother of a murdered man stood up to embrace his murderer in the name of Jesus with words of love and forgiveness. Our gospel lesson for today has to be seen in the context of the verses that come before it. You see, the beginning of our lesson for today is really a response to the challenge given to the disciples by Jesus. In verses 1 to 5, Jesus is challenging the disciples to take care in their leading of new disciples and to be forgiving in the extreme of those that sin against them. I wrote this in reflection about these verses a couple of years ago. I said they are tall orders for these apostles that are to lead the church and tall orders for the early church leaders that are reading Luke's account. And Luke knows how the pious and sometimes puffy-headed leaders of the church may react to such a challenge. It's too hard, Jesus, but give me more faith. Elevate me to a higher spiritual plane. And once I'm there looking down upon these little ones, then I'm certain that I can handle it. Jesus and Luke, writing to the church leaders, will have none of it. In essence, they say, please don't get so puffed up with yourselves to think that any of this has anything to do with some scale of faithfulness upon which you seem to think that you are excelling. No scale of faithfulness is required. Faith doesn't work that way. If you have faith the size of, the of a mustard seed, the smallest kernel of faith, God can do all things through you. But that's the trick, for it isn't about you. It's about God working through you. Jesus says, I am the servant king. You may, want, you may not want to be washing feet because you don't want me washing your feet because you don't want to be washing other feet, but that's too bad. This is the way that it's going to work. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Discipleship of Jesus is not measured in elevated faith. It's not measured at all. It's marked by the self-giving of the cross and the self-giving of humble service for any 
and for all. Our stewardship theme for this week is we serve generously. Because hope abounds, we serve generously. And there's a connection then to be made today between hope, service, and forgiveness. And I have to admit that it's a connection that's a bit challenging for me. I know that forgiveness is central to our faith. I know that service is too, but I don't usually connect the two, but Jesus does so here in this passage. I think it's an important connection because what Jesus is doing here is pointing the disciples past the simple understanding of forgiveness that's a brother and a sister shaking hands through gritted teeth after fighting over a piece of candy this superficial forgiveness that's usually nothing more than a temporary pause in hostility, this simply won't do. Forgiveness, as revealed in the passage, is an intrinsic component of the path towards peace and towards restoration. The commitment to this kind of forgiveness can only be found as a component of the radical commitment to the servant way of Jesus. The way of dying to self for the sake of seeing Jesus' way of love and peace take hold of the entire world. One African-American pastor reflected upon this theme as he reacted to the deep hurt of hundreds of years of slavery and racism that make it challenging for some African-Americans to embrace the forgiveness that we see here in this image. He wrote, forgiveness is important, but only in the context of a holistic process of restoration that points towards true shalom, where we can not only, where we care not only about resolving the immediate aftermath of wrongdoing, but we also attend to the root causes and structural inequities that keep contributing to it. If mercy is the act of pulling a drowning person out of the water, justice begins when you ask the question of how they ended up there in the first place. So, as he was writing to pastors, he said, if you are a white evangelical pastor and your only takeaway from the saga of Botham Jean is, wow, what a powerful moment of forgiveness, he said, then I challenge you to look deeper. Engage in some healthy self-reflection and see what you can do to help make a positive difference in our current racial divide. Forgiveness, we see, is a starting point, a removal of barriers to dialogue and to healing. But it's only one part of a process of restoration of the peace-filled reign of God. It's a process that comes about through service. And it's a process that can seem incredibly overwhelming and way beyond our reach. But hope abounds because the resurrection is real for us. And in the midst of intractable, unimaginably difficult situations, the Holy Spirit breaks through with resurrection, hope to reveal the explosive power of love. And it's this love that sometimes comes just in the beginning as the size of a mustard seed that multiplies again and again when we live the servant life of Jesus for the sake of the world. I think it's at the heart of this somewhat strange teaching of Jesus this week. We get tripped up because of the slave language. That's obviously, and for good reason, not a part of our experience today. 
But the point behind the teaching is about serving without question. And the point I think Luke is making in the big picture of his story about Jesus is that Jesus on the cross is serving, and he has no choice because serving is a part of his very identity. It's how he's made. Even when it comes at a great cost, he serves until the very end. And this serving looks like it leads to his ultimate ending. His serving gets him killed. End of story. But it's not the end of the story. On the third day, he rises from the grave, and we see that seeing, serving through, even through seemingly dead-end circumstances, when we're serving in the name of Jesus, we're promised that life is always the ultimate result, not death. So even when it seems like there is no hope of life and restoration on the immediate horizon, we trust in a horizon that will emerge over that next ridge. And so we keep on serving. We keep on sacrificing. We keep on hoping and praying because the resurrection is real for us. Because hope abounds, we serve generously. You've heard stories this week in our video and in our connection point from Melinda Moran and from Jackie Rugani talking about their serving. They've given witness from their lives about the power of this serving and supporting this ministry as it provides the opportunity for all of us to serve in so many different ways and to serve together. You've heard a bit of their stories, but I want to share a bit more about Jackie's and the resurrection hope and love that emerges from a life of service in Jesus' name. Jackie is a family law attorney. She's helped many clients in difficult situations, including members of this church, and her legal assistance is more than enough. She does that work well and fairly on behalf of her clients. It's a way of living out her calling to serve, and some would consider that enough. But Jackie has that servant heart of Jesus that calls her to keep on going. There's a family here at Prince of Peace that at one time was simply a new client, but now they're a new family to Jackie. Not legally, but in the bonds of love, Jackie has three more grandchildren now. Kids that call her grandma because they know she loves them and will always be there for them. So what was once very challenging times for these children were transformed by the power of loving parents and a loving attorney. So they now end up with more love in their lives, not less. Because hope abounds, we serve generously. And because the resurrection is real for us, we trust that our serving leads us to join Jesus in the restoration of the world. As we continue our stewardship emphasis this year, I pray that you experience the power of hope at work in your lives and in the world. I encourage you to continue to write down something that gives you hope and put it on this globe here as a witness to the hope of Jesus in the world. And I pray that you're inspired to dig into lives of service here in the congregation and out there in the world. And I pray that you pledge your support for our ministry so that we can multiply that hope from our lives into the lives of others. And above all, I celebrate the fact 
that this serving, this witness, this love, this hope makes a difference in the world that desperately needs these things. I celebrate it because I know it to be true. It all makes a difference because the resurrection is real for us. And through this love of Jesus, God really is making all things. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.